Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. We have a jam-packed show for you guys today, and we're going to talk about a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. But today's show is, uh, is about men. We're going to talk about masculinity today. You know... Often, I think a lot of guys right now, and you know, maybe some guys disagree with me, and, and if you do disagree with me, then the phone lines are always open, so you can give me a call and voice your opinion. But I think a lot of guys feel like there is a war on men. You, you hear these arguments often about toxic masculinity, and perhaps that is a thing. I mean, I guess some guys can overdo it sometimes, can be a little overbearing uh, but I think most guys like to be tough and strong, and that doesn't mean you can't cry, I suppose, here and there. Uh, but I, th- I think that there's a good thing in being a man. And, you know, growing up as a boy, playing with uh, toys such as Power Rangers and the Little Army Rangers and not Barbie dolls was not something we really debated. Uh, but now that appears to be something that is up for debate, which I'm going to be honest with you guys. I think it's a little weird to me. Uh, boys fighting in school. Oh, this boys shouldn't fight. Why not? There's nothing wrong with boys fighting and taking out their frustration and then being friends at the end. I think that builds a lot of stamina and toughness. Uh, but I think it also enables boys to sort of parse through their anger and realize that you can still be friends with someone that you just had a brawl with. At least when I was growing up in middle school, that was sort of what we did. We'd fight it out, play a football game, and one guy gets pissed because you hit him too hard and the fight starts, and then the guys break it up and we're like, all right, cut the shit, let's let's go back to playing the game. And, and that was okay. Uh, nowadays, that's considered a negative thing. I was just looking at one poll that said, boys should not play games like Call of Duty or Grand Theft Auto. It's going to make them more violent. Well, I played those games. I know a whole lot of my friends who played those games. In fact, I have quite a few friends. We still play Call of Duty every couple of weeks, and some of them are lawyers, accountants, and we're all doing well. Uh, I think it's ultimately about the values that the parents instill in their children. We're going to talk about Sexy Red. We're going to talk about high school boys, trendy, more conservative, why, what that all means. We're going to unpack all of this stuff on today's show as we talk about what it means to be a boy to be a man. And, and I have someone to help me unpark, unpack this today. A good friend of mine, business partner, John Keyes. He's no, uh, he's a, a friend to the show, I guess I, I should say. John spent 12 years in the United States Marine Corps. Uh, once a Marine, John always a Marine. After that, he spent some time at the Pentagon. I uh, spent some time at Quantico and some secret division at Quantico. So if you wonder if UFOs exist, and John may have the answer to that question. <laughs> Just don't ask me. <laughs> <laughs> he's, a, he's a corporate media executive. He's also uh, my business partner in Guns Out uh, TV. John, welcome to the show again. Thanks for having me again. <laughs> Yet again. John, you know, I want to get your initial thoughts before we get to the topics. So, so I have John Keys here with me. John was on the show last week. Uh, he's a 12-year Marine veteran, once a Marine, always a Marine, spent some time at the Pentagon, also at Quantico at some secret special division, but we won't get into that. Nope. Uh, but but today's show, guys, we're talking about masculinity, mm-hmm. and we're going to get into some interesting topics, one of which I think is fascinating. High school boys are trending more conservative. We're going to talk about Sexy Red and, and what her music means for black culture, John, and, and an interesting <laughs> statement that she made that I kind of want to unpack with John. And then, I, I, John, I want to talk a little bit about just guys being tough. Like, we hear yeah. all of these arguments about toxic masculinity, mm-hmm. and, and and I'm not one of, you know, look, I, I suppose if that is your thing, then that is your, your thing in terms of guys being, I guess, too angry or too tough. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you can be a tough guy, a strong guy, and not be overbearing yeah agree uh right and i think some folks have said well guys should cry more and i mean i guess if that's your thing there's nothing wrong with crying right um when the time calls someone dies your mom a parent or something but i i think this uh 
attempt to feminize men mm-hmm. to me is just becoming overbearing. No, I agree. Um, you, you look at some of the polls by certain groups of people and they're saying, well, guys shouldn't fight or boys should be able to play with Barbie dolls. And I mean, I guess if a parent decides that that's their business, but mm-hmm. when I was growing up, it's like, you're a boy. Right. And there is a difference between a boy and a girl. Oh, absolutely. Uh, there is a difference between a man and a woman. Mm-hmm. And I feel today, those differences, man, are kind of becoming blurred lines. No oh. pun intended to Pharrell. No, no, it's a completely blurred line. And, you know, I think it's like, it goes back, in my opinion, to the the mental health problem <laughs> in America. <laughs> I mean, I mean, seriously, um, you know, we have so many different things that our kids are facing that we didn't face growing mm-hmm. up. All the technology, all of the social media, all of the access to everything. Mm-hmm. Right. And I don't feel that schools or parents even are doing enough to kind of mitigate that exposure. Right. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. so when you have all that exposure to so much information and I mean, we both can agree that probably the majority of that information is not necessarily productive for a child. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, I just think that it sets the stage for those lines to be blurred. It just sets the stage for that. And I mean, you know, I mean, we could get into it. We could get into the whole what do you call it? You know what? I don't even want to go there. I'm not even going to go there. No, go there. Go ahead. What were you going to say? Go ahead. I mean, you know, the whole pride movement and all of that, all of those things and how they're, they're open to expose that in elementary classrooms. Mm-hmm. You know, you have the whole drag queen reading stories to kids in elementary schools and things like that. It's almost as if they want to normalize that so much that they are making it the absolute new norm. To where you're allowing kids to be able to try to make a decision that they probably wouldn't have even thought of on their own. They wouldn't have even thought to question their own gender, their own masculinity, their own femininity. They, they, their kids aren't developed enough, have enough experience to even know or think, you know, what does that even mean? They're still trying to figure out their own anatomy. And, and now you're going to introduce a new option, so to speak. I mean... That wasn't even an option that was available when we were growing up. You know, it's interesting because I was looking at uh, one poll that showcased the percent of individuals who I I, I don't know if you would call it gender fluid or trans uh, has increased. Mm hmm. And look, I don't have any if your person is transgender. That's OK with me. It doesn't bother me. I mm-hmm. mean, that's people Likewise. can do what they want to do mm-hmm. when you're an adult. Yeah. Yeah, but absolutely. I think when it comes to children and look, you know, I think parents should make the ultimate decision about what's best for their kids. Right. But I do agree with you, John, in terms of is there a push to normalize behavior that may be regulated to just a small percent of society? And, right. and we should accept that percent and we yeah. should defend people's rights to yeah. be who they are. Mm-hmm. But I do agree with you in terms of the impact that it could have on children because your children, they don't know what the hell they want to be oftentimes. Uh, and I'm not, I mean, you're a parent, and perhaps you can talk about this a bit better than I can, but I kids can. change their minds all the time. No, you know, I, was, I was talking to my grandmother about this, and she, she has a PhD in childhood development. She studied the development of kids' brains mm-hmm. at a mm-hmm. young age, at adolescence. Yeah. And we had a long conversation about this, and she said, you know, we have years of psychological research and data on the way kids' brains develop. Yep. I just, the data does not suggest that we should introduce this to kids as early as we are. Agreed. Maybe middle school, high mm-hmm. school, mm-hmm. kids are able to understand some of these things a bit more, with more clarity. Right. But at five, six, seven, eight years old, man, I, I don't know. Yeah. No, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Um, you know, there's so, there's so many more positive and productive things that we probably should be introducing to children at that young age versus this right Mm -hmm. i mean when you think about uh the things that aren't even taught in high schools you know uh financial literacy business practices you know all of these things that kids will graduate high school with basic understanding of math and 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 science and literature and things like that but they they don't have these other skills that can make them so much more prepared and then when you take it all the way down to the elementary level like where does this whole gender argument have a place in an elementary classroom. 
and even I, I would even say even a middle school classroom. There's just too many other things, in my opinion, that take priority over that. Yeah, no, I, I don't necessarily uh, disagree with that. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs. Now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. transition, John, to this poll that came out from the University of Michigan, and it was trending all over social media about high school boys uh, trending more uh, conservative Mm -hmm. versus liberal. And what it found was for the, I guess, the first time in a very, very long time that there is an increase about, let's see here, so 19% of girls in the 12th grade um, identified as liberal in 2012. It's now 30% today. Mm Only 12% of girls identify as conservative, which I'm not necessarily surprised uh, by that, to to be quite honest with you, John. But when you look at boys, it has increased a a lot. Mm -hmm. Now, granted, most boys still say, you know, I'm kind of neutral in terms of politics. But the fact that you are seeing an increase of boys in general lean more conservative than liberal, do you think that's in part because, you know, boys are coming of age, 12th grade, you're going to college, you're like, yeah, there's nothing wrong with being a guy and being tough and doing guy stuff. Why is everyone saying that, that, that that's an issue? Yeah. First off, I don't know why it would be an issue. I, I have no idea. Um, second off, I think that, again, coming with everything that's available to us in this world, 12th grade, you're about to make a decision. You're about to make a decision where you're going to college, if you're going to college, what your career is going to be, where you're going to move once you move out of your parents' home. So there's a lot of decisions you're getting ready to make. And I think that, you know, young boys turning into men, I think that they are wanting to take control of that decision. And, oh, and I feel that, I feel like that mindset alone will have you against the mindset of being extra liberal. I think that the conservative, you know, the conservative principles, they lean towards more independence, independent thinking, free thinking. And that doesn't mean Republican, by the way. Let's no, no, be no, clear no. And, and I didn't. That's why I right. didn't say Republican. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, some no. people may say, oh, you're just saying more boys should be Republican. That's no, not, not at all. Not at all. Nope. And, and and so was I was I misspoken when I no, said conservative no, no. I principles. Just, I just want to be clear because right, someone right. may listen and say, "Oh, this guy mm. is just advocating for republicanism." <laughs> oh, and that's not what you're saying. Being a conservative no. does yes. not mean one has to vote, vote and, Republican. And I here's the thing: I, I recently learned that from in conversations with Sir Michael about what does it mean to be conservative, right? And and we, he actually we did a little test to see if I had a lot of conservative principles, and I had more conservative principles than I even knew that I that mm-hmm. I had, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so again, I just think that that's a uh, an, an in the nature of a male, I think it's it, it, because they lean towards responsibility, you know, responsibility for yourself, responsibility for those that are in your care. And um, yeah, so I, that's why I, I truly believe that that's why these boys are leaning that way. I wouldn't be surprised if they were athletes. I wouldn't be surprised if they were, you know, uh, scholars within that high school. I, I, I believe that these people are probably really focused on what it is that they're going to do with the next step of their life. And that's why they feel that way. No, I think you're right. And, and I think also teaching young boys to, to be a guy also means protecting your family. Mm-hmm. It means treating women with respect, yeah. with dignity. It means not 
going out and having sex with a lot of different women, mm-hmm. having a lot of different babies mm-hmm. that you're not going to take care of. Yeah. And that's that is a problem in some communities. That's a problem in our community. And I know it's an issue that a lot of people don't want to talk about, but we do need more men, mm-hmm. John, to be mentors yeah. and to be fathers to our young guys who don't have fathers. You know, one, you got to you got to end that cycle. Right. One thing I will say is that with the coming of social media, um, and all the technology and everything today, I think that it's more prevalent that people see that it's okay to be intelligent. It's okay to be courteous. It's okay to be caring about others. It's okay to be giving. I think that people get to see more of that more often. And I mean, I mean, when I think about when I was growing up, right? Mm-hmm. And I think about what was cool, and I'm using air quotes when I say cool, right? I think that the, the, this is a different paradigm now i think that now to you know there's several different aspects of what can be cool or what is the 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 favorable thing to do or a persona to have and um i think that really helps i think that helps with uh people really thinking more about how well-rounded of a person they can be there's so many things that you can learn and you can do and you can be a subject matter expert of or you can just be well-rounded in a number of different things and i think that people are really starting to take advantage of that that opportunity that we have now with all of this information at our fingertips no i i think you're right and i'm just curious to see if these trends continue um, with boys being more conservative. And again, I, I don't mean conservative in the political sense. I just mean conservative in saying, I am a guy, I'm a man, I want to be a man, mm-hmm. I don't want to be anything else. Um, I believe in being tough and being and being strong and being a defender and being mm-hmm. a protector and being a provider. Yeah. I believe in respecting women mm-hmm. and treating women with decency and courtesy. Um, I believe in being engaged in my community. I I think more and more boys recognize that. And I think in terms of masculinity, we should promote that and not men being passive or not taking charge. Mm -hmm. Because you can take charge and respect your woman and say we're on equal footing because this is my woman. Mm -hmm. But I, I just almost feel like there are some people in our society that don't necessarily agree with that. And, and they're peddling these values and views that I believe when I talk to a lot of my guy friends are just like a lot of this stuff is BS. Yeah. It's nonsense. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. So let me ask you a question. Do you think that that article was drew a clear line like you did about we're not talking about Republican or Democrat when we talk about conservative and liberal? Do you think that that article did a good job of that? No, I don't I, think so I, I don't, either. I don't think they did at all. Um, I, I, because, again, most people, the layperson will read this, and people typically think liberal, conservative, yeah. Democrat, Republican. They even use red and blue. Or red, yeah, right. And and I and I think they perhaps should have been more nuanced and added mm-hmm. more specificity mm-hmm. and clarity to mm-hmm. that. And they didn't. No, they didn't. And I can see how some people mm-hmm. could read this mm-hmm. and say, oh, they're just trying to promote more boys becoming Republicans. Mm-hmm. And, and that's not necessarily the case. I mean, all of my friends, <laughs> most of my guy friends, especially my Morehouse brothers, are almost all Democrats. Right. Uh, And when we discussed this article, because one of the guys shared it in the group, Mm -hmm. all of the guys agreed that they have found themselves become more culturally conservative. Right. Right. Culturally. Culturally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And 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 that's a difference. It makes a difference. it, It does make a difference. And we sort of parsed through this idea of masculinity and being hyper masculine, and uh, one of the guys in the group text said, "You know this this idea of toxic masculinity is nonsense to mm-hmm, me mm-hmm. Uh, because I because he broke it down as this is just an excuse to try to minimize men. Yeah, and at some point, men are going to get sick of that. Well, you know, if you go on YouTube, you can find a lot of um, very well known, very well patronized motivational speakers that their whole platform is about positive masculinity." Right. What does that mean to you? That's po- interesting, pos- you, What does that mean to you? Positive masculinity means everything that you talked about earlier, being that defender, being that protector. Wanting to, you know, honestly, Shermike, I would say almost wanting to be a hero, to be honest with you. Think about it, right? It's like you want to be in control of your environment and the safety of others around you, starting with your family, starting with everybody in your household. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to educate and enrich other people's lives. You know, that that's kind of the definition of a hero to me, right? And then, so so you have people like Mike Rashid. He has a very big platform about masculinity. It's all about masculinity. And and, and then you have these other platforms where when you look at the retreats that they hold, right, mm-hmm. uh, talking about masculinity, they start by unpacking unnecessary baggage, unlearning some of the things, some of the negative 
um, belief systems that you have. Some of the did you ever have any? I, what negative belief mm-hmm. systems? Oh, absolutely. Give, give 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 me an example of one or two of them. I'm um, just curious. So so like a negative belief system is that I could only I could only be as successful as what I saw the most successful person in my family as. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I was the first person in my family to complete college. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, not only did I stop at one degree, I got, I got two degrees, and I. It, it came so late in life. I, I was in my 30s. Before that, I had absolutely no real interest in going to college. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I had to, first off, I had to remove myself from where I grew up because it was just a small town. Yeah, it was just a small town. So so coming out of that small town with all of those limiting beliefs, going joining the military, seeing the world, meeting different people, and seeing what success looks like on a whole nother level success on a level where i i definitely didn't see in my hometown that was the first thing that really opened up my mind to the possibilities and then a uh, negative uh, belief system is that i will never be as capable as people that have been doing this for years before me mm-hmm. and that's absolutely false because it's all about the energy and the time that you yeah. put into something you, you know what what it's what it was for me it it was when you have disappointment, an immediate reaction is anger and destruction. Mm. And what I learned, in part from my grandfather, was that that anger and destruction needs to turn to something proactive and positive. Yep. Because as a guy, you are going to get angry. Yeah. And and to be destructive, that's sort of a part of the, I guess, the bad components of masculinity. <laughs> so the question is, right. So the question is, how do you turn those things into positivity uh, to accomplish your goals mm-hmm. or whatever the, the, the process might be? Mm-hmm. And... If that is the question or the challenge, then I think that's a good thing. Yeah. But but if the solution is that we should weaken or lessen the male experience, then I do not agree with that at all. But look, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, my guest, John Keyes, is with me. This is the Sure Michael Singlet. We'll be right back. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. If you're on social media, Instagram, Twitter, make sure you follow me at SureMichael underscore. Again, that is at SureMichael underscore. Let me know your thoughts, opinions on the show. Good and bad, it doesn't matter. I usually will reply to almost everyone. Also, shout out to Miss Carolyn Jackson, uh, who messaged me on Instagram and said, SureMichael, there are two shows playing at once. Uh, Miss Jackson, uh, I appreciate that. We had an issue in the control room, but thank God Ashkan is behind the board and we were able to correct that problem. So I, again, po- apologize to you guys for that. We, but as we're you know, sorry, Ms. Jackson. With, with technology, now you know what? I didn't do that. Now, Ms. Jackson, now before you message me, that's John, okay? That was a compliment. I'm sorry, Ms. Jackson. But, um, John, you know, Sexy Red. Oh, boy. Here we go. Sexy Red has gotten a lot of attention. <laughs> now, I'm going to be honest about this. All the attention that I've heard from Sexy Red has come from you, sir. Yeah, you, know, you see, I was going to get into that. <laughs> now, I happen to be a personal fan. Uh-huh. At least I was a personal fan until I, I heard what she said in an, in an oh, interview. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And once I started unpacking this a bit more, you know, I said, you know, is is this type of, like, it's okay. Like, I'm 33 years old. Yeah. I can listen to some ratchet music if I want yeah. to. And it doesn't affect me. And it you. doesn't affect me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, for most adults, I think that is the case. Mm-hmm. But a lot of her fan base are younger. Yeah. So people who are still, you know, young kids, teenagers, they're still sort of figuring out what they want to be in life. And they're impressionable. Yeah. 
And I thought to myself, you know, maybe this is not the right type of music we should exhibit for our youth. So, so here's the thing. I'm going to comment on, you're right. As an adult, you should be able to consume any form of media and not let it change your perspective on something drastically or immediately, right? Mm -hmm. However, there is a thing called energy. And if you're taking in a certain type of energy, sometimes the, the mind, the subconscious, will hold on to that. And it will recall that in a, in a scenario where where that energy was received. So so me personally, it's like I used to listen to rap music on, on the way to work every morning, right? Mm -hmm. And then I found myself being in a really crappy mood when I got to work because <laughs> the rap music plus traffic, I was like more aggressive. I was more short paced. Listen to some Beethoven, man. So, you know, well, well, I did. I started listening to, to, to positive mood music. I started listening to audio books. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. I found myself just in a more open-minded uh, demeanor when I got to work. So, um, so yeah, no, I think that it, it affects man. Music, music has a very subliminal effect on people, whether they want to believe it or not. I think, I think you're right. I think you're a hundred percent right. Um, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I always try to err on the side of supporting black women and supporting black people and supporting mm -hmm. our culture. But sometimes I just think to myself, we should have standards. Like I'll give you Agreed. an example. I was watching the BET Awards clips, mm -hmm. not the actual award show. I don't watch it anymore. I think it's ridiculous now. Mm -hmm. It once was about black excellence, and now it's just become trash TV to mm -hmm. me. But I, I saw a clip of Sexy Red and some other hip-hop women, younger women, mm -hmm. dancing to uh, one of her f uh, popular songs, My Booty Holes Brown, My Blink is Pink. <laughs> and in the aisle across from her, I see gospel legend Dr. Bobby Jones from, you know, Bobby Jones Gospel. Bobby Jones. And here's Dr. Bobby Jones. I grew up watching this stuff on Sunday with my grandparents before we would go to church or after the church, depending on what service we went to. And I thought to myself, you know, I was raised to have respect for my elders. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I might want to listen to Two Chains or something with some cursing in it, but if my grandmother's in the car, I'm not playing that. Mm -hmm. or, if, or even if I'm around my parents, I'm not playing, I'm not listening to that. Right. And I thought to myself, how disgusting must one be to have no respect for your elders? to just, you know, booty popping and whatever else in front of this gospel legend. And some people may say, well, he's at the BT Awards. What do you think? And and if that's your perspective, then that's your perspective. But to me, I think having a level of respect and decency for our elders is important. And, and they understand the type of music we listen yeah, of to. Course. They get it. So, But it's not about them understanding. It's about having respect. And and, and I just thought that, that it was missing. And, and unpacking all of this, I said, you know, we have a real problem in some of the music that we as a community have accepted, particularly for our youth. Agreed. And, you know, I think th I think things have changed a lot over the years, specifically in music. You know, the people that are really successful in, in the music industry, you know, the, the people that I used to listen to, like Twista and, and Master P and Jay-Z, um, you know, these guys, they had a persona. They mm -hmm. rapped about the things that they dealt with growing up in their neighborhoods and things like that. And some but of when, it was raw, and it was it was extremely raw. Mm -hmm. However, when you get them on the on the mic on an interview, they were very articulate. They were business oriented, mm -hmm. and they weren't ashamed to uh, to let that side show. They were very proud of it. They were entrepreneurs while also being hip hop artists. Yeah, yeah. and now it's like. I think the artists are just bathing in their persona. Yeah. Their persona it's not even a persona anymore. I think that's really who they are and it's one of those shameless things like you can't do nothing to me. I got money, I'm successful so I'm gonna be me. And the industry and the industry promotes Oh, of course. This because that sells. That sells. And and the industry promotes this and one of the things that I noticed um one of the old school hip hop artists said in a recent interview that if you're a rapper and you're trying to promote positive messages and mm -hmm. imagery to, mm -hmm. to the black community, yeah. they will not give you a deal. Oh, I believe they, it. They want us talking about bitches and hoes and shooting each other up and drugs. And that's not to say that that's not an experience of course. for a lot of people in our community. Mm -hmm. But I don't want to promote that. I want to you know, promote how do we get out of that? How do we better our community? I mean, has anyone ever stopped to think that maybe if, like you said, if you promote that messaging versus the messaging that's going on if, if when you promote something when you give it time and attention you're also everybody that's watching and listening to you is also giving it time and attention yeah and that doesn't yeah. that doesn't promote change 
that almost promotes acceptance. And then in some cases, their music makes it look and feel cool to the point of which when you see other races and other ethnicities rapping those lyrics and they throwing up the hand signs and they doing it. You remember that clip of the of the uh, <laughs> of the of the white woman that went viral at a party and she was rapping all of little baby songs. Yeah, she yeah, was throwing up the guns mm-hmm, and everything. Mm-hmm. And, and it was just like, you know, I, I just don't know why people glamorize that. Yeah. I just don't understand that. I mean, it's fun. Yeah, it's cool. The beats. And, and I, I, honestly, I, I blame the beats. The beats are dope. Yeah, and the, the beats, beats are good. The beats make you move and, and, and they really make you feel like something. And, and maybe the, the artist's delivery. But when you really unpack the words, right, mm-hmm. is this something that you stand for as Hell a person? Hell to the no. Are you a parent? Maybe even if you aren't a parent. I mean, do you have thoughts about where hip-hop is currently going in terms of what it represents and what it signals to young impressionable minds and should we as a community say okay we love hip-hop it's a huge part of our culture and we want to embrace it we own it we created it but we're going to have some standards in terms of the messaging that we promote to our kids and speaking of standards john so sexy red had some very interesting words to share during a recent episode of lil yachty's a safe space podcast Mm -hmm where she made some rather bold revelations. Ashkan, let's go ahead and play that clip, and we're going to talk about it. Two friends to be he talking could to come like on some like, like couldn't. He probably was fucking off. Couldn't get up. No, he couldn't. He couldn't come over my house. And then it was a, a condom in my trash can. And he told on me and said that I was doing fucking, but it was not my condom. My nigga called me the next day and was like, you had a condom in your trash can and stuff. I'm like, that wasn't my condom. I, like, I don't use condoms, baby. Right. I'm the raw dog queen. I'm the raw dog queen. I mean, John, I mean, do, do, I mean people, we, we have a, a, a prevalence of HIV and, and other STDs in our community. Mm-hmm. We're seeing an uptick in our young black girls getting, getting STDs pregnant, and getting, getting pregnant. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and this woman is promoting, you know, I don't use condoms. I'm the raw dog queen. This is crazy the, to me, John. Here's the crazy part. It's, it's one thing to say that you don't like condoms. Because I'm sure a lot of people don't like condoms. Sure. Right? But then to back it up with I'm the raw dog queen, it's like, come on, man. Like, like really? You're just adding insult to injury at that point. I mean, you absolutely are. And, and in my opinion, this promotes the wrong type of values mm-hmm. and culture to the community. I mean, John, when, when some young girl who's a teenager, hears this. Mm-hmm. And to your point, maybe, you know, she's intimate or whatever the case may be with her partner mm-hmm. or multiple partners, whatever, the you know, that's not my business. That's parents and the child. But what type of message does this signal? I'm the raw dog queen. I don't use condoms. Well, Sharon, first off, sex has never been open sex, open sexual activity has mm-hmm. never been more normalized than it is today. Yeah, and that's a problem. I mean, that's where it starts, to be honest with you. I mean, you can't you can't go on any social media platform without women over-sexualizing themselves, period. And that's the majority of them, unfortunately. And men, But men oh, play okay, a role no, no, because course, we like it and we, we share it and we comment. And we, oh, I, yeah, nope, and, and we got to hold each other accountable Agreed. to that because there's nothing wrong with looking at a beautiful woman, but... Mm-hmm. You know, you and I have had these conversations. Sometimes I look at some of these girls on Instagram and I think to myself, I have a sister. I have cousins. Mm-hmm. At some point, I'm going to be a father. I don't want my child. And, and hopefully I'm instilling the right values to do that. Right, right. And, and, and I think women are worth so much more than their oh. bodies. But you have so many of these influencers and people like Sexy Red who, again, I like her music if you're going to go clubbing, but I'm a grown-ass man. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. want a 16, 17-year-old listening to this, let alone saying, well, you know what? If Sexy Red doesn't use condoms, then I shouldn't use condoms, and, mm-hmm. and, and that's okay. Yeah, It's not okay. It's not. And, and we as a community, we need to say this stuff is unacceptable for our youth, and we're going to have standards. You know, I remember a, a Morehouse brother of mine, Pastor Cal, uh, Calvin Butts, late Pastor Calvin Butts out of New York, a couple of years ago, I had this campaign where he was really concerned about where hip hop music was going. Mm-hmm. And he was worried because he said, you know, you can instill the greatest values in your youth, but sometimes we can't control who our kids are hanging around. We can't control the messages that are being signaled to them. And so if we want to deal with some of these problems, some of the prevailing negative problems, we got to deal with, with, with some of the, the cultural things. Right. In part, the music. Yeah. 
No, very much impart the music. And again, it's just all about that access, Michael. Uh, everything is just so accessible these days, you know, with with streaming and 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 the sharing on social media, and everyone wants to emulate their influencers, mm-hmm. the people that influenced them. Everyone wants to emulate that. So it's like, I don't even want to say things that might further give this further glamorize yeah, this yeah but but yeah it's just it's it's not a positive it's not a positive light i, I was i was really shocked i already knew her lyrics were very promiscuous <laughs> I, I mean and that was enough for me to be like eh, you know um so yeah when i heard that interview that was just a cherry on top for me I yeah was like, no I, was I, like, I get it I, yeah. john i want to did you see the clip um of what happened in montgomery alabama dude <laughs> Um, so, so I, I want to talk about that because yeah. arrest warrants were issued for three mm-hmm. men mm-hmm. in a massive fight at Montgomery Riverfront Dock. Uh, the fight stemmed from a dispute over a dockside parking spot at mm-hmm. Riverfront Park between a crew member mm-hmm. and a large riverboat. And the owners of the s- small private boat, you know, they got upset when the guy said, hey, you got to move. There's another boat coming. These guys literally attacked attacked the guy. Attacked the guy. This yeah. guy wasn't doing now. If that was me, I would have shot their asses. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna be honest because you're in the South. You would have been legally justified. Now, look, as a black person, you would have had to go through some crap more yeah. than likely. Right, right. But it would have been a justifiable shooting, in my opinion. Oh, the guy yeah. didn't do that. Yeah, they right, right. they attacked this guy mm-hmm. and a bunch of black people. Came to his rescue. I mean, you had one guy jumping into the, in water, the water and swimming across, and swimming yeah, across yeah. to protect this guy and to help this guy who did nothing wrong but was doing his job. Mm-hmm. John, why do you think this clip has gone so viral, and why for a lot of people in our community they they felt a, really a sense of pride? Well, okay, first off, is because everyone like everyone on social media will always watch a fight. They will always watch a fight. Before social media was social media, there was like viral hood fight tapes. Yeah, I remember where people, that. People were fighting all over. <laughs> so, so anytime somebody's fighting, people are going to tune in. That's number one. Number two, it, it it was a very clearly racially motivated, or, or at least it looked racially motivated, mm-hmm. because, because because it was one black guy, multiple white guys. Yeah. Then and then multiple, you're in Montgomery, mul- Alabama. And you're in Mont- Montgomery, places. Alabama. And yeah. then all the b- black people that joined in to to help defend this man. Um, and you're right. I, I do think that there should be a sense of pride there. I mean, that guy jumped in. I wouldn't have jumped in the water and swam. <laughs> to go. I think that was the only way he could get across. I mean, I mean, I would have just been calling the police for my phone. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But but for him to jump in the water, that just shows that like, like we're tired of this. Black people are tired of being outnumbered mm-hmm. by white people in these particular instances. Right. And to be honest, the first thing I that, that came to mind when I saw that was the this, the phrase white privilege. It's like these guys thought that they had a right to, to just attack this guy, to just attack him. And like, I, I mean, I for, think for doing his job. It's one thing. It was one guy against another guy. That's a fair fight. Mm-hmm. This guy but came out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. And all of the folks that jumped in, the woman that jumped in. Mm-hmm. I mean, I thought it was cowardly. I, mm-hmm. I read one report yesterday and, and we'll see uh, if this stands up upon further um, research or investigation, rather. But that's some racial epithets could have been used. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, I agree with you. I, I think a lot of black people are kind of like tired of, of being subjugated to second class citizenry. Agreed. And I know for me, I have the mentality, you are not going to disrespect me merely because you look a different color. Agreed. You're, you're going to show me respect. And, mm-hmm. and I think the black people witnessing that said, no, this is not okay. Mm-hmm. This is not the goddamn 1800s nope. where you can just beat the hell out of black people and mm-hmm. we're so afraid that we're not going to do anything. Agreed. People said enough is enough. And I think to your point, John, I think a lot of black people who shared that felt that sense of enough. And that doesn't mean that people hate white people no, or anything like that but it does mean we're not gonna deal with your bullshit agreed and, and and i think a lot of those people who helped that guy deserve the applause mm-hmm. uh, one of the guys was arrested the guy who hit the guy with the chair, with the chair. he was arrested and i, I saw um lee merrick a, a civil rights attorney who happens to be a friend of mine he shared on his instagram and you guys should go go to lee's uh, page uh, he set up a gofundme to help raise money for this guy to get out of jail. Uh, I don't think he should have been arrested because to me you had, what, six, seven people attacking one guy for doing his job. And in my opinion, these people, they felt, to your point, John, they they had the right to just attack this damn guy. I mean, how would you feel if you're doing your damn job and somebody just comes and beat the shit out of you? Mm -hmm. You wouldn't like that. No. You wouldn't like it at all. But these people felt 
they had the privilege, the yeah. mitigated gall mm-hmm. to just go and attack this man. Shamelessly. For shame, not John, for doing nothing. Yeah. And, for and, doing and, nothing. And I, I made sure I watched the video a few times because I wanted to see did did the guy did put his something? Hand, did, did the guy put his hands on somebody? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. did, did somebody spit in somebody's face or something mm-hmm. crazy like that? And you could clearly see that the man was literally showing them why they couldn't do whatever That's it is it. that they were trying you to just do. Can't, you got to move it. the boat, man. That's it. So just get, get your drunk ass in your boat and move the boat. Mm-hmm. But no, instead they decide. And you know what, John, <laughs> they are lucky that they weren't. In an inner city. Oh, man. Because it would have been a whole lot worse for them. It would have. And, you know, I was happy about that, though. I was really happy about that because that could have made this story turn way to the worse. And well, it because would've... the media would have perpetuated of, of, it that way. Of course. Way. Of course. And I'm glad there weren't any guns involved. Yeah, well, Be- yeah, well in my opinion. Well, 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 I, no, 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 no. I'm talking about, like, I'm, I'm, like this, I, I feel that like the guy should have been armed. The security guard, whatever his job was, I feel like he probably should have been armed. But I'm talking about, like, just somebody else coming out of the, out of the crowd yeah, or no, somewhere with it. a gun. And, you know, so, so I'm just glad those things that could have helped blur the lines even more as to who was right yeah. and who was yeah. wrong in this situation. Yeah. So so this was this was a great opportunity to show mm-hmm. that A, we're tired, B, it, it, not all of these scenarios are going to turn out the same way. Because yeah. because in, under normal circumstances, one would think that, uh, yeah, somebody's going to pull out a gun. Nobody pulled out a no gun. No one pulled out a gun. Guys, we're going to take a quick break. I know some of you guys have called in. I'm going to come to your calls at the top. This is the Sir Michael Singleton Show. We'll be right back. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. John Keyes is joining me today, uh, guest host of the show. Uh, Let's go to Norm. Norm, welcome to the Sure Michael Singleton Show. Thanks for calling in. Hey, how you doing, Sure Michael? Hey, I'm doing good, man. Happy Saturday. There's certain things that uh, that perplex me here about this whole situation and how it was handled in Montgomery and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I think that one of the most important issues that is missing here is that this gentleman was a member of the crew he was a like the xo of a of a, of a commercial ship okay mm-hmm. and the captain took him on board uh, off off board to, to to deal with an issue that was endangering remember his responsibility is to protect the crew okay and the passengers on that boat let's say that boat was sitting out there and a speedboat came by and hit it and stuff and it sank you know we would have a uh, far more d- dangerous situation and there are maritime issues that I believe that have not have not been discussed in this in, in this whole example so when this gentleman was uh, 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 um, uh, you know was sent off to, to 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 tell these people to move and he was attacked mm-hmm. I think we forget that his response what his responsibility is it, it needs to be what his responsibility is to protect his com- the commercial boat. Uh, as, as far as I knew, what boating is, and I think you need to bring an expert on it. Is that the smaller boats yield to the commercial boat, and that the uh, that his job was to protect that uh, again the boat, 
the I mean the crew and the two hundred and fifty passengers two hundred and twenty so passengers yeah. that were on the yeah. boat. And I think that's what is missing here in this discussion and needs to be brought up in a broader sense and that there are federal issues and navigations that need to take place. The yeah. other thing Yeah, is, go ahead, no, I'll, real quick, because I'm gonna get quick, to some other callers. Quick, go ahead. Real quick. Real quick is is that you know, we get we are all boom when it comes to something like this, but yet at the same time within the black community and the black media failed report, there was a major COVID outbreak at one of the conventions where black folk were, and uh, I mean major. And I even went to the hospital because of this uh, this, this COVID outbreak. I spent days in the hospital, but it was major, and it was happening with our major fraternity, and a guy died as a result of what happened. And one of the uh, brothers uh, from Phi Beta Sigma, mm-hmm. uh, who was a vendor, died from it. Norm, so Norm, Norm, real, real quick, and I'm going to have to let you go so oh, I can yeah. get to my other callers. When was this? I, I wasn't aware of this. This was black. This was uh, the Cap Alpha Psi Convention here in Tampa, the Conclave uh-huh. in Tampa. This so this was last year. It was uh, no, this year, just oh, wow. last week. Wow! And yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't know about that. Um, and then one more thing is that there was also an outbreak at the Delta Sigma Theta Convention and the Eastern. Yeah, so Star c- clearly COVID is but, is so still. We, yeah, uh, an issue. I, I, Norm, thanks for calling, and I appreciate you for uh, dropping uh, those thoughts. And and I mean that was a good point, John, on understanding the role of the individual. But in my but in my opinion, I don't think his role or title really mattered. You no. just cannot attack people. Yep. For doing their job. I mean, yeah. that's like me going to a restaurant and a waiter comes and says, hey, how much longer are you guys going to be at the table? And I just start beating the shit out of him. Like, I, I have no right to do that, man. But let me let me yeah. real quick, John. Well, I got to go to Pamela. Yeah, no, real quick. But just think about this. Think about all the social media clips that show people in fast food restaurants attacking the workers on the other end of I mean, the counter. Crazy, and, I mean, p- people are being more and more emboldened to do crazy stuff like this. And it's in part because of what they glamorize on social media. No, we got to stop that. Let's go to Pamela. Pamela, thanks for calling in. Hi, how are you guys today? Hey, Pamela, we're doing well. How are you? Good. So I was calling about the RAF issue. Yeah, um, go ahead. I originally am from New York City. I grew up when RAF was just starting. And it was really a music of social protest and social consciousness. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that concerns me is that I think we're allowing our children to forget that every single thing they do and every single thing we do is about creating a legacy. Mm. And a legacy can be positive or a legacy can be negative. Mm-hmm. And art is gonna live forever, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we're not asking our children hard questions, I don't believe, as a community. Like, will you be proud of the decision you make today 10 years down the line? Mm. Is the decision you're making today something that you want your kids to see? You know, you think about people like Oprah Winfrey, and she became Oprah Winfrey not just because of her own, you know, um, talent and desire and drive, but folks like Bill Cosby and Quincy Jones pulled her coattail when they thought she was making choices. Sometimes as simple as Pamela. Thank you so much for calling in, and I do apologize for cutting you short. I I hate to do that, so please call in next week. Um, Let's go to Norm. All right. Let's go to Fitz in New York. Fitz, you're on the Sure Michael Singleton Show. Hey, peace, guys. Um, you know, um, long time, well, I ain't going to say long time listener, but I listen to you guys here and there. But just the thing about hip-hop, making it brief, kind of you got calls. Mm-hmm. I'm an educator, been an educator in New York City for 22 years. Yep. And what we see is there is a profit to be made with the over-sexualization of our women and the the hyper-violent black image. Mm. And unfortunately, it's a, it's a model of mm. profit. Yep. I'm not going to call out any artists and this and that because, you know, you, you, people want to make their money and provide for their families. And Absolutely. as you said before, Master P and Jay-Z and them, they want to show that, yes, I, I dealt with the street stuff, but I'm very articulate. I'm very intelligent. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, see, Dolores Tucker, she told us years ago, and I was a young, I was a, uh, in my teenage years at that time, I'm like, what is this lady trying to stop by music for? And she had the foresight. She mm-hmm. wasn't attacking the artist. She was what, attacking what, the corporation. What, real quick before I let you go, tell us what she said. I'm not familiar. Well, see, Dolores Tucker at that time was coming at the gangster rap yeah. um, at that time. I think her, her point of her main emphasis was, you know, NWA with the, 
you know, the, the language they were using towards women and things like that. And, you know, I remember Ice Cube um, at that particular time was like, yo, they're trying to censor us. But she had a vision mm-hmm. and she saw that the corporations were using hip hop to get a message across. And it's not, you know, if you think about who buys the record, who buys the image, it's not all African-Americans. It's a lot of, you know. That's right. I'm, uh, I'm going to, brother, I'm, I got to let you go, man. I got three minutes left and I want to get to at least one more call. Uh, but thanks for calling in. Uh, really yeah, salient insight points, too. John, yeah. and insight. Let's go to Randy out of Brooklyn. Randy, you're on the Sure Michael Singleton Show. Thanks for calling in. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, hey, what's up, man? Commend you guys because, <laughs> all right, I, I want to commend you guys. You, you, you brought up a topic that I was just having with my son, and he's eight years old, and he considers himself a conservative. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, man. And, you know, black people have always been conservative. Uh, a group of people that's always been conservative is black people and Hispanics. That's right. I yeah. do believe. Yeah. And I agree with you guys that you don't have to be Republican to be a conservative. And, um, for example, I believe Barack Obama has, is way more conservative than any of these uh, current Republicans. Uh, from I actually Trump would not disagree Instagram, with that. All these. Yeah. I would not disagree. You're, you're, Randy, you're right. Go ahead, man. He's a Democrat. He doesn't cheat on his wife. Mm-hmm. He's, he's a great father. Um, he's always been a community activist. Um, and he's in community. And, and, and I feel like Republican conservatives are so hypocritical, uh, uh, hypocrite because of the emergence. All right, Randy, 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 bro, Randy, I got to let you go. I got like and seconds these are the left. Same people that are following Donald Trump. Randy, I got seconds left. I got to let you go. Uh, guys, this has been a good show. John, thanks so much. This thanks is for Michael Singleton Show. Reese Colbert is coming up uh, right after this. John, real quick, any final thoughts? I, I loved what he was saying about the whole conservative thing. I think it was brilliant that his son would, would identify that. And, you mm-hmm. know, if I had to sum it up, for anybody that doesn't know what that conservative, what, what the principles mean, class. Yeah, I mean, it's about conserving your family. It's it's about having strong faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I, and I always argue that black people are the original conservatives because we understood that government can be good and bad. Yeah. We understood the need to conserve our community values because during slavery, it was ripped apart. So mm-hmm. we knew all we had were each other. Those are intrinsic conservative values. Yeah. So when I say conservative, I do not mean in this modern Republican sense. I mean in the traditional sense. But again, this is Sure Michael Singleton. John, thanks for joining me, man. Thanks for having me, man. Uh, Risa Colbert's coming up next, guys, so don't go anywhere. I'll see you next Saturday. Take care.